What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 90 of TLDR Podcast 9-0. We're almost to the big century mark, boys. Uh, it's pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, we got a good one again for you guys. Trading's talking NHL trade deadline news, which, you know, probably a little bit of a more, of, as Trading would put it, a trade deadline. Not a whole lot of action, a little bit here, a little bit there, but nothing too crazy. Uh, but we're going to get into all that. James is going to do another bracket. This is going to be the goat bracket. And I'm not talking about the animal. I'm talking about the greatest of all time. Uh, we're going to basically kind of go through that. And uh, we're going to, I'm assuming, going to end up with who is the greatest goat ever. Uh, I'm assuming is that how that's going to go. So I'm really excited to start that. And then I'm going to round us off here talking MLB division previews uh, because of the shortened uh, uh, preseason we got, we're going to do a little bit kind of a rapid fire with those, um, but we're going to get into the East divisions there to round it off. But let's check in with the boys first. Uh, James, you got off work a little bit early today. We're actually starting re recording at five o'clock, which is I think the earliest we've ever done it. It's kind of weird to do the podcast with it still being sunny outside. Uh, but yeah, how's your Monday going? Uh, so far, so good. Nothing too eventful. My softball team did not practice today because they played two games on Saturday. So that meant early day for me. So, I mean, Saturday was like chill. Oh, didn't cover the game. I had the weekend off, but I had to go watch the game anyway. Uh, but I was actually pretty hungover, to, to be honest. I drank a oh, decent boy. amount on Friday. Went to Ducks game with Trayton. And, uh, whew, yeah, drank way too much. Saturday woke up, hungover, went to the game anyway. Had lunch plans at 1230. Didn't eat. So that's a first for me. My stomach wow. is all just messed up, man. Wow. Went to this yeah. barbecue place called Smoke It Fire in La Habra. If you haven't been there, check it out. It looked fantastic, smelled great, but my stomach just could not handle it that day. So I got to go back. So if anybody wants to go, let's go to Smoke It wow. Fire. I got to redo that experience there. Uh, but yeah, that was pretty much my weekend, my Saturday, and my Monday. So chill day. Love it. Got to love chill Mondays. It's, it's, it's always a good thing. Uh, trading how was your weekend also like what's been going on with uh with empire i haven't played in a game in like feels like forever i don't know if you've been playing or what but kind of uh, yeah how, how we doing i mean before well last night we uh we uh we had to forfeit because not enough because you didn't show up so um, yeah well. and uh so so we couldn't we could uh, feel the team which was good because i just came back from my uh from my folks uh, place last night and if it wasn't for me checking if you were going to be there, I wouldn't have seen the string of messages that said, oh, we're, not, we're forfeiting. And I, and I was like, well, thank God I checked. Good thing. Because <laughs> uh, I would have been all the way down to Orange County for absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> other than that, man, I, I don't know. I, I, we have, I think, two more games this week, and then we hopefully make playoffs. It's, it's, it's been a little tough one because no one shows up. So Seems uh, like a really short season, too. I feel like they usually play like – Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, for me, next season, I think I'm going to be a sub. They're starting a little later than I thought. And um, I have a very busy summer. So, yeah. Um, so that's going to, you know, that's going to put a wrench in things. But I'll be a sub and I'll play whenever I can. Um, but that was pretty much my weekend. Not much. Yeah. Just hung out with the folks. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. So we're going to get into uh, all that as soon as what I is up with your voice, dude? I don't know, man. What is, that's like the eighth time so far, yeah. and it's been like four minutes. Come I on. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. I, I will figure it out, but it's maybe it's a, it's, it's a great time to have a, a voice problem when you're the host of the podcast. Uh, so amazing timing with that. Awesome. Uh, but let's get into let's get into the meat of the podcast. We're going to talk about NHL trade deadline here with Traden. Uh, Traden, what moves were made? 
let's get into it. Yeah, um, I will be in very, very much trouble if I don't first talk about our fantasy league, which I haven't talked about. Um, oh, the shit. winner, the current leader of our fantasy league, it is so pressed that I just continue to not talk about fantasy. Is it Kylie? So, it's Kylie. It's yeah. So uh, <laughs> of course right, it is. <laughs> right, right now we're we're on our last two weeks for all the for all of you that play fantasy hockey. You guys, we're on our last two weeks of the regular season. Um, depending on how yours is is situated, the top four. In ours, I believe the top four go to playoffs, just like football, and then it's a it's two two week uh, rounds. Uh, as of right now, we have three player, three guys that are, or three people, I should say, that are for surely going to make it. Kylie is sitting first at seventeen and four. She's lost four weeks, and she's not. I, I don't think she has any uh, any idea of uh, looking back. James, you're sitting at fifteen and six, second place, pretty solid. You have a hundred percent chance of making the playoffs. You're fine. Um, Ryan Ludwig, I don't know who you are. I hope you listen to this podcast. You are 15 and six. You are for surely making the playoffs. And then the next spot is where it gets very, very interesting. Um, there are three guys here that can make that fourth spot. And it's all dependent on a lot of things that that's happening over the next two weeks. So Michael Weitzman, if I hope that's how I pronounce it. <laughs> um, is that how I pronounce it, Tyler? Sure. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> who is this Who's guy? Is this? Who is this Wait, guy? What league are we even in? Who is hosting this league? Uh, it's me, Tyler. Is. Um, Eric Hodgen. It's and myself. We are all eleven and ten. Uh, as it stands right now, Eric is set to play Kylie this week, and he pretty much can't lose. So that gives me a chance to get in. Um, and I play, I play Mike. That's an easy one for me. <laughs> so, Mike Brown. So, oh, you're yes. talking about Mike Brown not winning a game in three seasons. So pretty much all three of us, all three of us are kind of vying for that spot. And it really will come down to, you know, obviously the final, um, the final two weeks. And I have an actual shot to make it. I've had to go undefeated over the last three weeks and I will have to continue that to make it. So it's quite exciting. Eric, I know you were talking shit to Jose that I'm not going to, that I'm not even going to make playoffs. And then here I am like almost going to beat you. So um, why don't you uh, pump the brakes before, uh, before the standings have actually uh, completed. Um, and the rest of you, Tyler, Jess, Alex, Mike, you have no chance. You're done. Right. Um, <laughs> you guys here. better, you guys should be trading everybody out for future considerations. Yeah. Um, just like a lot of, just like this team that we're going to start with. So here's how we're going to, here's how we're going to um, deal with this. I'm going to try and rapid fire through the entire NHL. We're all going to, the entire NHL, the entire, it's going to be quick. It's all 33 teams, 32, teams. all 32 teams. Some, some teams are going to be important. Some teams are going to mean absolute shit. First team is going to be the Anaheim ducks. The Anaheim ducks, in my opinion, had a great, a great trade deadline. They, uh, as I mentioned in the podcast a couple weeks ago, the, the Ducks have kind of, you know, fallen out of contention and it looks like they're probably not going to make it. And Pat Verbeek said, we're going to be trading any, but any UFA that isn't going to sign with us. And he absolutely honored that promise. The Ducks turned Josh Manson, Ricard Raquel, Hampus Lindholm and Nick Delorier and Curran has, that, I don't know his first name. I'm there. I don't, I haven't seen him play. Who? Curran, Curran, Curran. Yeah, I have no idea. He's an um, guy. He, no he the, the Ducks flipped those those individuals for the following: a 2022 first round pick, a 2022 second, a 2023 second, two seconds, excuse me, and a third, a second, and a host of of young uh, young players and prospects. Pretty much, pretty much got two or three assets per player in in return for getting rid of uh getting rid of those players that just wouldn't sign and you know james i i I, you know we can spend a little bit time here 
I know it sucks to see all these players go. You know, R- Ricardo Kell has been there for a while. Hampus Lindholm is, has been your, has been a backbone on the back end. Nick Laurie is that strong guy that, you know, you just love to watch and Josh Manson, you know, same thing, that back end guy, but you're bringing in a host of players that are going to be slated to, to complement the already rich young prospect pool that you have for your future. You guys are looking so bright and I know you're not as far along as the, as the Kings right now, but man, give it two or three years and you guys are going to be a contender, right? Sure. <laughs> the only problem is you forgot one thing. They've also traded Ryan Kessler. Fun fact. Yeah, I, That was an absolutely genius move. Yeah. I mean, like that his was, salary is trash. He hasn't played in like three years. Well, so, I mean, his, his, his salary is not trash because he's out on LTIR. So it doesn't even affect your cap. What is so, the so, so he, because it's so by sending him to the Knights, they can send you Evgeny Dadanov, who ha, who is a player that is worth five million. That they he's not fitting into the lineup very well, and they need to, to to remove cap space. So they flip him to you. You guys get rid of Ryan Kessler, and you guys get a player that might have a better chance with uh, with the Ducks when it all when it's all said and done. So I don't really hate that move. Um, Dadanov has. Uh, let's see one more year on his contract. So even if he doesn't, if, even if he doesn't uh, work out next year, it's whatever you need. You need players at least to field next year. So I don't mind that deal personally. The one thing I wish the, the ducks did was trade Dallas Aikens as well. Trade him for a seventh rounder. That's not even a thing in the NHL, but trade him. I want him gone. Bye-bye buddy. But the future is bright. That's I, cool. just, it just sucks. I just, it just you sucks. actually it just knew sucks what you were suck. talking about. <laughs> it, does suck. it does. I just, I don't, I don't like him. And that's as simple as that. Um, it's just—it's going to be tough to watch this team rebuild again after having some hope. I mean, like, I felt like I was on a ship and I was finally seeing the lighthouse for you know, seeing land, and then it was just a mirage because then the second half of the season happened and it's just like, well, now we're just back at the ocean again, lost. Yeah. So I feel that. I feel it's, that. It's it's brutal because now I got to watch another like two years of the Ducks just being poop. Uh, you're going to get, you're going to see a lot more, uh, of your Trevor Zegers Jamie Drysdale's get a lot more, get a lot more, uh, work. And I, I think, I think you guys are in, are in, uh, for, uh, for a fun, um, you know, for a fun time next few it's years. It's more fun to watch them win games. A hundred percent. Every, and they haven't won a game in three months. That's an exaggeration. Uh, it's been a long time since they won a game. Fair. Fair. Um, Arizona Coyotes very quick. Nothing really happened with, with Coyote. They took a lot of, they, they sent a lot of their, they sent out a lot and got a lot of picks. They're just completely rebuilding. They're playing in ASU next year. I don't know what, how the fuck that's going to work. Um, they hold, held on to, to Jacob Trickering, which is interesting. We wondered where he would go, but I think the injury kind of, uh, put a wrench into that trade, um, um, piece for them. Um, we'll see, we'll see how co- the Coyotes do not really, not really much besides what was expected. Uh, the Boston Bruins. So uh, Boston Bruins were the ones that took Tampus Lindholm from from uh, from the Ducks. Um, they also they also um, they also signed Jake DeBrusque to a to a two year extension, which we thought would maybe be the the point to where um, Jake DeBrusque would be traded. It looks like he did not get his wish. He is going to be a Boston Bruin for at least the rest of this season, but we'll see what happens in the off season. Um, Tyler, let's. I'll just ask you, uh, Hampus Lindholm. Do you think that now Bo- uh, Boston is is kind of rounded well enough to uh, to make a bit of a run? It's it's hard to say just because of how great that Eastern Conference is. I think that's just it's such it's such a hard conference. Um, obviously, I think they did they did enough to where to definitely be competitive. And I think, like I said, Boston is, you know, 
they're they're always trouble in the uh, playoffs. So I, I think they, they have a lot of experience and a lot of guys that can go out there and and potentially upset a few series here. But um, how do they do enough to compete with you know the Florida teams and Carolina? I don't think so. Um, I, I still think they're definitely on the kind of bottom half of that those playoff Eastern Conference teams. But um, certainly they're definitely better than they were you know before the the trade deadline, which you know puts them in a position to possibly make some noise. Um, so, I mean, they're definitely better, but I, I, I don't think that they're done enough to probably go deep in the uh, playoffs. Yeah, well, I, I think I tend to agree. It is interesting. They signed uh, Hampus Lindholm quickly to an eight-year extension. Um, they obviously wouldn't have been able to do that in the offseason. They only would have been able to give him a seven-year extension if he was a, a true UFA. But because they traded him and then signed him, they got that extra year. Um, and you know, he, he's a shutdown defenseman. And, and I think that Boston has an even stronger defense than they did yesterday, or I guess, I guess this was a few days ago, um, Saturday. Um, I, I like the trade. Um, it was a lot, but I like the trade and, and we'll, we'll see how, we'll see how it goes. I, I think you're right on that, Tyler. I think that they are, um, you know, they're, they're, they're playing with fire when it comes to that Eastern conference. Um, the, uh, Buffalo Sabres, the main the main trade they even made this year was the Jack Eichel trade. After that, it was really just a, um, they did send Robert Hag over to the Panthers. The Panthers are loading up on anything they can in return. They got a six round pick. Um, not really much moves. Uh, Malcolm Subban did get moved for, um, for, from the Blackhawks for future considerations, which means it's pretty much a loan at this point for now. Um, Calgary flames, they did make a move and I was actually a little surprised. I didn't think that they would want to tweak too much considering the, the chemistry in the room, but um, this Seattle was in fire sale mode and they did sell a lot. They, they, um, sold, uh, Kylie, Kylie Young croak to, uh, to the flames for a number of picks. He will be a third line center. Um, uh, and they took, took on Ryan Carpenter from the Blackhawks. Um, not, not that these are huge moves, the, uh, although these are depth moves. Um, James, how do you feel about the flames going into, uh, going into, tra- uh, I'm sorry, the, uh, playoff push here. I love it. I love adding depth because as we had talked about earlier, I personally thought that the Flames had peaked too soon. And clearly I was kind of wrong because they're still peaking. Uh, but bringing in a new set of eyes and a new perspective to things will really help reset or prolong that peak ending. Um, and it's also going to, because these guys are playing at such a high level, they go giving it their all day in and day out, night in and night out. So having more depth will help them with injuries if injuries do occur. Love it. Um, I think, I think I agree. I mean, it's, mo- it's mostly depth guys. So it's not really a huge issue. You still got the, you still got those top six that are just absolutely great. You still, uh, your defense, your defense is strong. You, you, they are statistically one of the best teams in the league in terms of expected goals for and against. So um, you didn't want to move too much, but you did, you did get some, uh, some depth scoring in Kylie Arncroke. If, if, if anything, having that third, third center, that is a, you know, a, a solid you know, face-off guy that can, that can, uh, play with the, with the top lines every now and then it, it, it is only gonna, it is, it is only gonna help you. Carolina Hurricanes, um, with everything that was going on in, the, in their division, in their conference, I was surprised they didn't do as much, but I think that they're, they're kind of in the similar situation as Calgary and like, we love our team. We're just going to stick with it. They did only really trade for Max Domi. Um, it was a three, it was a three, uh, three-way trade. Um, but they did, they did manage to get, um, Max Domi. Um, somehow the Panthers got Max Domi and retaining half of the salary. So then it goes to Max Domi or then it goes to the Carolina hurricanes. It's kind of a wonky one, um, but to make the money work, but he will be going to the Carolina hurricanes. I, you know, I, I don't even need to ask very many questions. We know what the hurricanes are. I guess I'll ask Tyler. Um, the hurricanes didn't do much, but do you think that they're still built to beat a Tampa or a Florida at this point? Absolutely. I mean, they've been right there the last few years. 
I think they added a little bit of depth there with, uh, with, with Domi. They just got to, you know, and when it comes down to it, they just, they got to make it happen in, 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 in this postseason series, but they definitely have to have the team to do it. They've, they've had the team to do it, you know, just hopefully, you know, Hawks will bounce their way, but um, I think Carolina's got a good a chance of any to coming out of that Eastern conference. Yeah. Uh, again, it, it's murder's row down there uh, yeah. when it comes to Carolina and the two Florida teams. We've said that multiple times. Um, it, it's a three-headed monster, and we'll just have to see how they kind of battle each other out. Um, two of them are going to face each other in at least the second round, so we'll see how we'll see. Um, w- one of them is going to be gone by the by the Eastern Conference Final, if not uh, two. But I would expect two two of those three to be in the Eastern Conference Final. Um, the Chicago Black uh, the Chicago Blackhawks um, their biggest move was they're moving out Mark Andre Fleury, um, which Tyler you kind of called this that he would be moved. I, I, I was on the fence. I didn't know if he, if he'd want to, you know, stick with his family and it sounded like he did, but um, his buddy, his buddy um, over in Minnesota, the GM, um, Bill Guerin, they, they've won a cup together. I think they, I think he convinced him to say, you know, this, we have a chance here. We need you. He isn't, he's UFA after this year. So we'll see how he, where he resigns. He might resign back in Chicago where his family still is going to be. Um, and they also moved out um, Brandon Hagel, who was kind of surprising. Um, I think that the captain, uh, captain Jonathan Taze was surprised that if he was going to be traded, that nobody was, was really safe because if he's not part of the rebuild, it's like, who is, um, that they managed to get two first round picks for a guy. That's, that's a, that's a third or fourth liner, which was very shocking for some. And when we get to Tampa, I'll explain why it wasn't shocking at all and how I think it was a perfect move. I might be, I might sound like an idiot, but, but two first for a guy that's, that is a third line guy is 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 exactly what Tampa Bay needed, but we'll we'll, we'll get there. And as I mentioned, they did sign, uh, move out Ryan Carpenter. I think they did fine. Um, no, uh, no, really major. I guess. I guess I'll ask you, James. Mark Andre Fleury. That's kind of the biggest trade, I guess. They, he's going to the Minnesota Wild. They've been having goaltender issues. Do you think this is enough for them to to compete? Um, and I mean, obviously, if it's a go for it year, especially in a in, in a Western Conference that really has maybe two teams that are good. I, I don't think it was enough. Um, I think they needed to add a little bit more defensive prowess there because Mark andre Fleury is a good player. He is a good goalie, one of the best to do it. But as you saw in Chicago early on when they didn't have great defense, Fleury was going to get scored on, and Fleury can't do it all. And right now, Minnesota's really good at scoring with Kroka Prizov in that forward line, but defense is still looking a little shaky. And you can have a great backstop back there, but if there's nobody checking and leaving puck, like sticks wide open, there's not much else goalie can do. So right now they become more competitive. Yeah, will they be good enough to beat Colorado? I, I don't know. And they're, right now they're third in the division, with possibility of moving up to second. Um, but it, it's it's they're going to compete, but they're not going to be true contenders. Yeah, I mean, I I think that you really you really can't trade into that. I mean, you know, I think I think you're right. You can't really trade into that. You're either there and then you're just adding to be that much better or you're not. Um, I think I think that they're they're making a run because I think they look at the West and it's like, who knows what's going to happen? Um, this is probably their this is probably a chance to go for it. They, they do have a chance to be facing Calgary Flames or Colorado Avalanche in the first round. It's like, woof, you don't want to, you don't want to be that team. That's why, you know, as, a, as an Oiler fan and Tyler, you as a King fan, I'm sure we're just f- praying that we play each other because you don't want to fall into a wild card spot. 
against any of those teams. Uh, moving on to a, one of those teams, the Colorado Avalanche. The Colorado Avalanche made moves. They took uh, um, early on. They took Josh Manson from the Ducks. Um, you know, one of those one of those fire cell from, uh, from the Ducks, as mentioned. Um, they moved Tyler. Uh, they moved out um, Tyson Joseph and, and brought in Nico Sturm. It looks like that was just a cap dump. He wasn't fitting in with uh, with the Avs, and they needed room for for some other moves. Um, they bring in Arturi Lekkinen um, from the the Montreal. Um, we know. I mean, Montreal is trying to take as much as they can for for some of these players, and it looks like he's not going to be part of the rebuild. They are in full rebuild mode, so they'll take any picks and prospects that they can get. And they also added depth guy Andrew Cogliano. Um, from from the Sharks, I mean, we everybody knows on this podcast who Andrew, Andrew Cogliano is the kind of the kind of character guy that you're getting um, in him. You know, he's the kind of guy that makes you get over the hump in terms of that. Uh, you know, those deep playoff runs. Um, Tyler, where where do we where do you see Colorado going? And and is is it Stanley Cup final or bust for this team? Absolutely. I mean, I think we said that going in, in probably the last couple of seasons for the Colorado Avalanche. I think every year they don't win it, they're getting more and more desperate. And you see the moves that they're making here at the deadline to really put all their chips in, like they're, they're, they're going for it. And I mean, right now we've, we've seen how well this team has played over the last couple of months. They've really hit, hit their stride. I mean, they're by far probably the most dominant team in hockey right now. Only thing they have going against them at the moment is the fact they're probably going to be the president's trophy winner and the president's trophy winner almost never wins the Stanley cup. So maybe they should just lose a little bit, kind of coming down the stretch, let Florida or, Carolina kind of take over that president's trophy and then then you'll be really set up for a Stanley Cup championship run um but yeah I mean all in for the uh avalanche right now yeah um you know not not crazy moves but really what do you have to do when you're when you're when you're the best in the business or one of the best in the business um you know Tyson Jost was was expendable you know and and he's the type of player you get this you the Tampa Bay had these type of players where you're just you're, you're not a bad player you're just not good enough but you're probably going to fit on a third or, four, or fourth line on any other team so um it's just a, it's just a um, product of being on a deep team um you know it is what it is moving on to the columbus blue jackets the columbus blue jackets all they really did was move out max domi because they obviously couldn't sign him they got a an ahl um, prospect in um in return who has signing rights not really not really surprising at least it's not a i mean it's not a pick so at least you have a player um, I mean, it's probably, I guess it's just as good as a good of a pick. You just didn't have a say in who it is. Uh, nothing really major. Um, Dallas stars, um, the Dallas stars acquired, uh, Vladislav Nemestikov from the, from the Red Wings, which was interesting. I, we didn't know if he was going to get moved. Um, and they also acquired, um, Scott Wedgwood. These are both, um, depth guys. Um, the Dallas stars are in an interesting, uh, situation. I mean, they're, they're just at the, on the outside looking in. Yes, they have less points than Vegas, but they have three games at hand. So Vegas is in much more trouble than the Dallas stars, presuming that they could at least win one or two of those. Um, I, I want to ask you, James, you know, you've been kind of, you, you've been kind of following the Dallas stars for a while and you kind of like them. I mean, do you, do you think that they're going to make it in here? I, I don't think so. I think eventually at the end of the day, like, Vegas will win out because they'll figure it out. They always do. Uh, Dallas stars are just too hot and too cold. Sometimes it just, it's never consistent. They never have momentum. They go on little mini streaks, but not enough to make you think that, wow, they're going to do well. So probably not. Wow. You've been reading my power rankings. Um, <laughs> uh, moving on to the red wings. Um, really just another team that's didn't do much besides, um, besides move out some guys that they couldn't sign. Uh, Vlad, Vlasov Nemestikov um, to get a fourth round pick. Um, Troy Stetcher goes to the Kings. 
Um, you, you know, another depth guy for you, Tyler. Um, we'll talk about we'll talk about that later, but um, not really much to talk about the Red Wings here. Um, not very not very much expected. The Edmonton Oilers. The Edmonton Oilers did not do much on this uh, um, at the deadline here, um, mostly because they had no cap space, according to uh, according to Kenny Holland. Um, in my opinion, every other team has limited cap space and they get it done. So why couldn't we? Um, a lot of people are are bitching about the the Oilers not getting a goalie. I don't know what the fuck goalie you expected to get. Mark Andre Fleury was not going to Edmonton. He was not going to Toronto. He said that. I don't know who the fuck else you get. So shut the fuck up on that. Um, it's an off season move. Um, sorry, Oilers fans, you toxic pieces of shit. Um, th- they did manage to get Brett Kulak from the uh, Montreal Canadiens. He's a he's a depth uh, he's a uh, depth defenseman. I think this is probably their best move at the deadline here. Um, to, uh, they did send out William Legison, um, and then they brought in Derek Broussard. This is his ninth team that he's going to uh, be, pl- I'm sorry, 10th team he's going to be playing for. It's ninth or 10th. I can't remember. Um, um, so, you know, he's an older guy, he, he, he you know, and, and, and we managed to get both teams to retain half of the, both of those salaries, their UFAs. It's just a depth move to see if, um, see if it's enough to get you over the, over the hump. Um, nothing really much to talk about besides telling other fans to shut the fuck up. Uh, Florida Panthers. The Florida Panthers made a fucking splash, boys. They did everything they could to make a run because, as I mentioned to, as I talked to a guy at the uh, Panthers Ducks game, he believes that this is, you know, he he's from Miami. He believes that this is the best Panthers team that they've ever had. Um, earlier, we we saw the Panthers acquire Ben Sherratt um, from the Montreal Canadiens. Um, they moved out Owen Tippett and a and a few picks for Claude Giroux. Not very much, not very surprising. It sounded like Giroux was very excited to go to um, go to Florida. They also um, they also were part of that whole Max Domi thing in an effort to kind of um, get some picks and, and move some money around. And then they acquired Robert Hag as well um, from the Buffalo Sabres, just another depth pick. But Tyler, I want to ask you, I mean, clearly the, the Panthers are okay with mortgaging the future. Do you think it's a right move? And do you think that th- this is an actual contending team? Oh yeah. They're a contending team. I mean, this team, this team is, is, is one of the most impressive teams to watch all year. They've been dominant. Um, and they just added key pieces to, to, to uh, the blue line and to their uh, forwards there. Um, and I think that they're, they're going for it. Obviously I think, you know, I would, I don't, I would definitely would not consider Florida to be a, a, a big market team. So I think building a team for a long period of time, is just probably not in the cards for this franchise. So you have a good team, so you might as well go all in while you're hot and just hope for the best. Um, so I do think it is a good move. You know, you, you know, talk about, talk about, you know, the future and all that. I think there's some teams that just can't really put that into consideration as much as some other teams who know that they can kind of keep guys longer. Um, but I don't know. I, it kind of seems like Florida is becoming a little bit more of a hotter destination for some NHL guys for some reason. Um so I could be wrong about that, um, but I definitely don't see Florida sustaining success for a long period of time. Um, so I think that them do make, making these moves and making these trades is because they're going all in because I think they have this short window of opportunity to win a cup. So you just got to go for it. Yeah, I, I think it's really important for this organization to look at their market and say, hey, we're winning for you. I mean, you got they, they've been they've been struggling to get people in the in the door, and apparently it's mat, it's full now. I mean, everybody's loving to go see the, the Florida Panthers, and I'm telling you right now, Tyler, if they win, not only not only do they already have the benefit of the no you know no state tax and all the, all those benefits of living in Miami, which 
you're never in the cold. It, like even in the middle of February, it's like 60 to 70 degrees. It's beautiful all year round and there's no state tax and it's just, it's Florida. I mean, this is, it's the, it's this destination spot. And if they win all of a sudden, it's not just Tampa. That's, that's um, a destination spot for these players. It's, it's Florida. Um, so um, I think this is their opportunity to make a, make a team that is a destination spot for, for some of these UFAs and some of these players that are looking for a, for a new home. Um, I love it. Um, sorry. We're going to have to skip you James on the next one, because we are going to be talking about Tyler's Los Angeles Kings. Um, contrary to what Tyler said they should do, they didn't do, they didn't do anything really. <laughs> um, they, they were very, uh, Rob Blake was very much just, um, you know, just saying he, you know, he looked at his group and he, I, I also think he's looking at the Colorados and the, um, and the, uh, Calgary flames situations in the East situations. And also what you've accomplished so far and said, you know what, let's just go for it, get some experience. I, you know, maybe he did look at, um, look at it from your perspective, Tyler, and that these guys, you know, your core is getting older, but I, I didn't think he wanted to, to ruin what your rebuild has done so far. Cause you've already in kickstart mode. Um, I just want to ask you, are you, are you disappointed or how are you feeling going into the stretch here? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Um, I understand, you know, kind of where the Kings are at, you know, they've definitely exceeded expectations. So you don't want to overreach at that point. So I, I do think ultimately, um, it was a smart move to not go too big at this trade deadline and really kind of keep those pieces together and keep building that young talent that LA has right now um, and, and build for success. Hopefully two or three years from now, we'll really be at the top of that conference and really have a legitimate shot at, at winning a, a, another cup. Um, so I, I do think it was the, the smart move. Of course, the competitive side of me just wanted to go for it anyway and just like, fuck it, like, let's go. Um, but, you know, I, I think ultimately it definitely was a, smart move to kind of just be a little bit more cons conservative this year. I'm excited to see what they do in the, in the, in, in, in the playoffs still. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see where this team, how they're going to be tested at that big stage and kind of really see how much of a step we can make. And hopefully that bleeds over into the, into the next couple of years. Like I said, you know, I, I still am a little concerned about our older guys and how they can hold up, how their bodies are going to hold up, you know, even two or three years from now. Um, but hopefully they still got some more tank or some, some more left in, in, the tank so um you know ultimately it was the smart move not the most exciting fun move but definitely the uh, smartest move yeah sometimes the the keeping it safe is as boring as 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 every as anything but sometimes it's the prudent move yeah. um uh, moving on to the minnesota wild we kind of already talked about him james um i just want to i just want to ask you they uh, we did mention that nick delorier did move to, to minnesota um, you know, I, I, I like this move because it's, that's the type of player you need for the Bush, especially in the West, because West, West hockey is a little more, you know, rough and tumble. Um, I guess, are you going to miss Nick Deloria? Oh, 100% dude. I, we talked about this earlier on the last podcast and I was like, I hope to keep him. And I was pretty certain that they would, but then they didn't because yeah, just throw everybody away. Fuck it. Right. Let's go future. So yeah, I'm going to miss him. Great guy. Yeah. I mean, who knows? He might, he might, you might be able to assign him. You might be able to assign him again. Uh, that That's the only what thing. What did you say at the beginning? You were like, oh, they're going to trade away every undrafted or unrestricted phrase who won't resign with them. So there but he's still a UFA. So money talks. So, you know, if, if you come back with a bigger deal, maybe it'll happen. We don't know. Um, talking about the Montreal Canadians, James, um, the Montreal Canadians just kind of just, you know, they've had, they've had a, a, se a season that they really wish never existed. 
Um, they've they've made their moves. They moved out uh, Ben Sherrod. They moved out Brett Kulak, Arturi Lekkinen. Uh, they made another weird trade that you know for uh, away with Andrew Hammond. It doesn't really matter. Um, you know the biggest one I guess is Ben Sherratt. Um, you know, he probably wasn't going to be able to sign there. He he's probably better off in, um, in Montreal and they ended up getting a first for him. It's a conditional first, but a first anyway. Um, how are we feeling about Montreal going into it? Um, actually, I want to ask you this. Do you think that, um, uh, Martin St. Louis is the coach come next year? I do. Uh, you guys made some great points the last couple of podcasts about how his style works with a lot of the younger players and a lot of players who look up to him and, like him as a human being and a person it goes a long way as a coach if you're liked and people trust you and that's it happened in such a short time in montreal too the amount of trust he's gotten and the amount of players like willing to go out of their way to help him out it's insane uh it's like the saying like people don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care and that's martin san Luis to a t like he's gonna be out there he knows what he's talking about he's obviously played the game at a high level and he cares about people and that's, that's all it takes in Montreal right now. Yeah, that's all. That's all it takes. Um, as long as, as long as your kids are realizing that losing is not okay and they're trending in the right direction, I'd say he saved the season. Um, Nashville predators, not really much happened. They did. They, they acquired um, Jeremy Lazan, you know, uh, from the Seattle Kraken again, Seattle Kraken was in like fire sale. Like they got, they are doing a true rebuild. They are not doing it. They are not as aggressive as, as the, uh, the, the, uh, golden Knights. And it's, it's becoming clear that that it could be backfiring for, uh, for the golden Knights, but we'll see. We don't know yet. Um, not much to talk about the Nashville predators. I'm very glad they didn't add anybody so that we maybe have a chance to beat them when we are in Nashville, um, moving on <laughs> to the New Jersey devils. That's the only thing that matters, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be pissed off on the second night of my bash party. I really, really don't. Bro, you're not going to um, remember it. You're going to be blacked yeah, out. No, probably not. I, I do want to remember the game, but we'll see. Um, literally, nothing. <laughs> the Devils did nothing besides besides um, uh, acquire the Hamburglar, uh, Andrew Hammond. Nothing major. So we're just moving on. Um, New York Islanders, another team that really didn't do much at all. Um, they actually, they did absolutely nothing. So uh, moving <laughs> I, I, I just see there was a trade earlier, but that was on it was in November. Um, since then, they have done absolute shit, zero zilch. Um, the New York Rangers, out on the other hand, did do some stuff. So they 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 moved around some players. They they acquired Justin Braun from the Flyers, who are who were in um, who were in fire sale mode. Uh, they moved out. I'm sorry. They they acquired Frank uh, Frank Vitrano. Very similar situation as as I mentioned um, earlier. Frank Vitrano, part of the Florida Panthers, he was just not good on a D, he was just not good enough on a deep Florida team for the Rangers. He might be exactly what they need um, at a great number. Um, they also acquired Andrew Kopp from the from the Winnipeg Jets, which was which was um, the one that um, we were interested to see if he was going to be moved. He was moved, um, and here we sit. Um, the Rangers, uh, Tyler, New York Rangers. How do you think they fit in this whole, you know, in their division and in the East in general? And do you think that they have a shot here to, you know, upset? They definitely have a shot. I mean, we've looked at, um, you know, we talk about the big three in the East. Um, I think the Rangers right there are kind of a dark horse kind of fourth head in that monster. Um, I think they've been playing really good hockey. They've been building up um, and they've been doing a lot better. They've been kind of building up towards this moment for the last couple of years. Um so I think the Rangers are def- they they have a shot to be a dark horse winner of the, of the Eastern Conference. Um, like I said, I don't think on paper they're on par with some of those 
those top teams, but I mean, they're, they're contenders and they're going to make it hard. And as we, as we see in the uh, NHL playoffs, man, anything can happen, you know? So you, you, you put two great com- competitive teams in a, in a seven game set and it can surprise you. So I think the Rangers have put themselves in a great position to, I, I think like, like no one's really talking about them. So the, the pressure isn't, isn't necessarily there, which is a good thing. Obviously New York, I think the fans, they, they, they put a lot of pressure on them, but I think as the league in general, no one's really looking at the Rangers as, as much as some of, of the other teams. So um, I think that they're also kind of in that position too, where they can really make some noise. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, this team, this team Rangers. is only this good because of the goaltender they're good but they're not they're not this good they should not be where they are and if and if you take if you take Igor Shosturkin out of that you don't have the same team you probably have a playoff team but you don't have this team um yeah, Igor let's, look at, let's look at the Canadians what they did last year it was Carrie Price's show and they made it oh the yeah thing. no for sure for sure you're absolutely right um and again the only thing that you're facing is you are facing a in my opinion, a pretty weak Northern, uh, uh, Northern conference. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers are pushovers in the first round. So, I mean, they, I guess, I guess the, they didn't play them. They played the jets. Uh, and well, I, I shouldn't even say that because I was, it was, it was, it was one goal games throughout. Okay. But we did get swept. Um, you're, you're right. A, a goaltender can take you there, but um, when you're playing, you're, you you have to go through the Tampa Bay Lightning. You have to go through Florida. You have to go through Carolina. That it's, that's, it's tough, man. It's tough. Um, we'll, so we'll NHL playoffs. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. We'll the see what they can York do. Rangers. Uh, <laughs> Igor, <laughs> Igor Shosturkin, though, guys, I'll say it right now, he is going to win the Vesna, and I believe he should win the heart. He won't. He should win the heart. Um, but is not the Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl award. Yeah, um, pretty much. But not this year. It is Igor Shosturkin, um, in my mind. Um, the nice. Ottawa Senators pretty much were in fire sale. They did acquire um, defenseman Dram- Travis Hamannick from the uh, from the Vancouver Canucks, who just wasn't playing very well. But other than that, nothing really much. Just similar when you're a bottom feeder team, you just kind of move out of whatever you can and get as many picks as you can. Um, they're in rebuild mode once again. Ottawa, we just wish that you were just a little bit better. Um, the Philadelphia Flyers sold everybody. <laughs> <laughs> by everybody i mean claude Giroux, justin braun and Derek broussard um they again they're a team that just wished that it would be over um you know this season would be over james um do, do you think philadelphia is going to be able to figure it out next year i mean they say that they're actually not in rebuild mode that they're going to be in restructuring mode what do you think about that that's a 50 50 man i'm not too sure uh because in years past they haven't always been bad bad they've been like decent to good in some seasons but this this one's just like a one-off and they just the east there's metropolitan division like the new york islanders and the flyers were good last season and all of a sudden they're at the bottom it's just a one-off for them right now uh but the fact that they sold a lot of the people who made their team what they were is concerning it makes me think that they might be truly in rebuild not restructuring because if you want to restructure you'd keep claude Giroux because he is the heart and soul of that team Without him, there's no direction, and you go rebuild. So I'm leaning towards I'm like sixty percent rebuild, forty percent restructuring right now. Yeah, yeah, I I I see I see see what you mean there. They they did get a they they did get a nice haul from from Claude Giroux, who really did want a chance to to even though I think he loves he loved playing in um in in the Flyers organization. I think that he really deserved and wanted a chance to to go for a cup and 
and uh, the Panthers is his, is his chance here. Um, Pittsburgh Penguins, James, I'm going to ask you, Ricard Raquel went to Pittsburgh in, in return for uh, for a, a couple players, including Zach Aston Reese, who is a cup, uh, who, who did win a cup before. And so you got four players for Ricard Raquel, um, including a second round pick this year. Um, how do you think the Pittsburgh Penguins look going into the uh, deadline here? Or I'm sorry, the, the push, playoff push. Well, it really depends what kind of Ricard Raquel shows up. Is it going to be the Ricardo Raquel of this season or the Ricardo Raquel of the past? Because in the past, I'd be like, Jesus, oh, my God. The Pittsburgh Penguins look great. This season, I, I don't know. what He kind of disappeared off the point sheet for stretches at a time. He's a great puck mover. He's great at passing. He can score goals, right place, right time. Maybe this change of scenery is going to ignite a fire under his butt to make him play like he used to because Anaheim wasn't a winning destination. But now you're playing with Sit the Kid. Evgeny Malkin, you're playing with guys who win. And will this help him out? I really hope so, because right now the teams I'm going for right now are the Boston Bruins and the Pittsburgh Penguins. I'd like to see them go take far runs in the playoffs. Yeah, you love to see players that get moved um, to do well. Um, I, you know, I, I I can respect that. I think I think that Pittsburgh is is you know they they look at who they got and they're just gonna they're just they're not gonna sell anybody. They're gonna go for it. Um, and I, I think they did the best they could. Um, San Jose didn't do much. Um, again, they moved out to Andrew Cogliano. They did. Uh, they acquired. Uh, they acquired Capo Kakinen from the the Wild because obviously he he was the head to be chopped when Flurry came in. Um, so he was a sacrificial lamb there. They thought he was going to be their future, and he clearly was not. Um, Seattle Kraken was absolutely selling everybody. Not really. I mean, the biggest one that they sold, the biggest player they sold obviously was, uh, Mark Giordano. We met, uh, to the Toronto Maple Leafs. We haven't got there yet. And Cali Yarncroke. Uh, but other than that, just got a bunch of picks. They are rebuilding very, very slowly and doing it the way they should have done the way Vegas maybe should have done it. We'll see. They didn't win. See what happens. Uh, St. Louis blues, um, didn't do a hell of a lot. Most mo, mo, very similar to this, to a bunch of situations where, um, you know, player, I guess they, I guess in terms of the actual deadline, they made one move, which was nothing. So, uh, which is just to, um, to, to gain some, some, uh, a de- defensive depth in Nick Letty, um, from, from the Detroit Red Wings, nothing much to talk about there. Tampa Bay lightning, the Tampa Bay lightning trade. This is the big one is the one we're going to talk about. Um, it is Brandon Hagel, a 1.5 third line guy. 1.5 million third line guy for two first round picks and two players. Anybody who is going to tell me that I am absolutely actually, first I want to ask you, Tyler, what do you think that, do you think that um, the lightning are idiots or do you, do you care about this trade considering you just, you would you have paid two first round picks for a third line guy? Fuck no. It just, it doesn't really, I mean, they're obviously either a desperate to add the depth that they've had in the past and or B, they just they see something in this guy that the rest of the league doesn't to to offer and to to offer that much. Um, I think that they were, you know, to, to offer to, to offer that much of your future in exchange for like you know a third liner just seems like a little bit much for me. Um, I think this team coming back on coming off back to back Stanley Cup championships, like you know, obviously you want to keep it rolling, but you know it it. I don't know. It, it, it seemed like a little bit of a too, too much of an aggressive push there. Um, albeit, you know, I, I understand they're trying to win the Eastern conference. It's good. It's going to take a lot there, but I don't know. Just seemed like a little bit to me. 
You know, I'm going to push back hard and I'm going to push back in a big way because you are a lot like uh, a lot of Twitter player guys. And actually, I, I don't I actually completely understand where where you uh, where you stand there. But I'll say this. Do you care about the future if you're going to win a third cup? Probably not. Probably not. It's fair. Uh, what, I mean, if, if, you, if you had a chance to if you had a true chance, this isn't this isn't like the the Calgary Flames or even like the Edmonton Oilers making a move like this. This is the Tampa Bay Lightning about to make absolute history trying to three repeat in, in the, uh, the capped era. And they need to, they need to round out a third line, which the past two cups were won in, but by those guys, the, the third line is what, is what they, is what I believe put them over the hump. And they made the same type of move last two years and they, and they, and they became a uh, Stanley cup champions. So if this was, if this was a different team, maybe even the Toronto Maple Leafs who, you know, we don't even know if they're going to get out of the first round. We're they're almost guaranteed to get out of the first round. You know what I mean? Um, because they're going to play Tampa or Toronto. So, <laughs> so they're, they're going to make it. Um, so I would just, I would just push back and simply say, I, I think that there becomes a point where you don't care about the future. If it means that you are, you are having a true chance of winning, especially Tampa Bay, where it's like, uh, and they're giving the, the other thing is that they're going to be giving two first round picks. Those are, those are like 28, 29, 30, 31 picks, right. In those prospective years, because they're probably going to make it to the final. So really you could argue that it's a second round pick because it's such a deep first round pick. So I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I actually like it because uh, you know, it, you know, it's Tampa Bay has got to make their push and, if they make history, I, I don't think anybody bats an eye. I don't think everybody, anybody cares. But if they don't, then they are in trouble, Tyler. You are right. They are in trouble. Um, but then again, they won two. So do we really care about the future? You won two. So you have a little bit of leeway. As long as you're winning That's once fair. every That's 32 years, you're on pace. Because 32 teams, as long as you win one in 32, <laughs> you're on pace. Maple Leafs, you are almost two cycles behind. So... <laughs> Um, speaking of the Toronto Maple Leafs, they only added Mark Giordano and, uh, Tra- um, and actually that's it. <laughs> that's the only major one. They, they added, uh, Seattle's long-term captain, the, the mighty captain that was there at whopping 40 games. Um, their first captain in history, Toronto Maple Leafs, um, did not get a goaltender, but then again, who are they going to get James? How do we feel about the Toronto Maple Leafs? Can they get out of the first round? I think they actually can this year. Ooh. Yeah, crazy. Tampa Bay, huh? Beating Tampa, what? Or maybe they, they played Tampa Bay in the first round. If, if for sure, for sure. Play. All right, let's make let's make let's make Trey look an idiot. And I'm saying that the Maple Leafs beat the Lightning, and so wasting those two first round picks is a dumb move. Fuck uh, yeah! Here we go. <laughs> uh, what I'm gonna say here is that goaltending has been a struggle as of late for the Maple Leafs. Everybody knows that. I mean, the big the, the Maple Leafs are an offense-driven team. Their defense is zero, pretty much. And right now, they're adding a lot more defensive pieces to this mix. And is that going to take some pressure off of Jack Campbell and Peter Mrazek? Probably. Is it going to be enough to instill some confidence in them because now they have defenders who have their back? Probably, yes. And if Jack Campbell plays like the way he used to play at the beginning before the All-Star break, you're looking at a very good Maple Leafs team. Margie O'Donnell is older, but he's also very strong. And it doesn't matter right now, dude. Um, who's the who's the big guy who used to play? I can't remember his name. Chara. Chara is like 42 years old, and he's rather effective still as a defenseman because of his strength and the way he plays. 
And Mark Giordano is the same way. He's a grinder. He's a guy who's going to eat up minutes and he's going to physically dominate almost any other forward in the game right now because other forwards now are relatively small compared to what they used to be. The game isn't as physical as it, used to, as it was before and the Maple Leafs aren't physical. This is going to add an element that the Maple Leafs really needed. Physicality is key right now, especially going into playoffs and it's going to help Jack Campbell and Peter Mrazek out a ton. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I think I think you got a point. Uh, it remains to be seen if they can get out of the first round. I don't believe it. I, I really don't fucking believe it, especially if you pay Tampa. That's the funniest thing is that this would be the hardest. They, they absolutely need to get out of the first round be, for their or, or else their GM is probably going to get the get, going to get the the boot and they have to do it against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Like what <laughs> the last all, the opportunities they had to get out of the first round were against much lesser teams. So but maybe that's all they need. Maybe they actually need the hardest team to, to play against. And if they do, then I'll, then I'll maybe, you know, tip my hat and say, okay, you guys have a chance here, but I can't say that right now. Um, the Vancouver Canucks, I'm putting my tail between my legs. They will not make the playoffs. It is over. I'm an idiot moving on. Um, the Vegas golden Knights, Tyler here. We, here's where we need to talk to you. The biggest move that they made now, it doesn't seem like they made much, but they brought in Ryan Kessler. Obviously, he's going to go on LTIR, and they moved out Evgeny Dodonov, which is five million of their cap space. Clearly, they need to make space for Jack for uh, for uh, Mark Stone, who's going to come back. In reality, can the Vegas Golden Knights hang on and make it to the Stanley Cup playoffs? I think they have a shot at doing it. It's obviously right now it's hard to say that because of how bad that they've looked lately, and there's there's at least two or three teams that are right there catching them. Um, so it, by this, by sure numbers, I, I, I'm, I'm going to say it's unlikely to be honest with you, because you got a lot of teams that are playing a lot better. Dallas, Winnipeg, Vancouver, even is, 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 is playing a lot better. You got three teams catching you that are with, that are, that are within three or four points of you. Um, obviously, you know, they can make a strong push there. Maybe these, these little trade deadline pickups kind of just push the team in the, in the right direction here but we have not seen anything lately that would give you any kind of hope that that might happen. It just kind of seems like this is a, t- a long tailspin that's heading down a very dark path. Um, it, it just kind of keeps going that direction. There's not really a whole lot that's giving you much hope. Um, so I'm going to say it's unlikely. I honestly think Dallas is going to be that final wild card team when it's all said and done. Um, but like I said, we'll see. I mean, it's pretty crazy to say that, but I mean, based on everything I've seen lately, I don't know, man. It, I, think, I think they're in some serious trouble. I, I actually do too. Um, and, and I, and I, and that's one of the first times I'm ever saying that they have faced an immense amount of injuries, which has not really helped. Um, Max Pacioretty continues to just be um, in the, uh, on, on the IR all the time. Eichel is going back on the IR because he broke his hand. Um, uh, who else? Uh, obviously Mark Stone's hurt. Um, the biggest one is Leonard. Leonard's hurt. And we don't know when he's going to come back. Like he might not come back until the playoffs if they even make it. Like this team has faced so much, uh, so so much in terms of the way, in terms of injuries. I don't know that they're going to make it. And I'm actually surprised that I, I actually have thought that I guess not half. I guess I quarter thought that the Vegas Golden Knights would would kind of look at look at look everyone in the room and like you know I think that we need to sell majorly and just kind of restructure. And you know it's just not our year. We have too many injuries. Blah blah blah. But then I forgot that uh, Bill Foley is your owner and he will do anything to win a cup now. 
it doesn't matter. So they're going to do anything they can to make the playoffs, whether or not it, it um, plays out in their favor again, remains to be seen Washington capitals. Um, not much done here. Um, uh, I want, I, I guess James, you're going to be the last one um, to talk before we talk about the Winnipeg Jacks. Not much to talk about really. Um, Washington capitals just got a, just got a depth player moving out some picks uh, not actually two depth players, nothing really of note. Um, how do we think about the Washington Capitals? I mean, obviously they're making the playoffs just simply because East is set, but not obviously not placing set, but they're, but they're making the playoffs. How do we think about, and how do we feel about the Washington Capitals going into the, the, um, the stretch here? They're not going to make it far, plain and simple. Uh, they just simply don't have what it takes at this point in time. Um, defense, I've been talking defense this entire segment, but the defense isn't there. And, even though Ovechkin's breaking records left and right, he can't single-handedly will this team to playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. And so it's tough to see because they've been kind of just been along for the ride for the most part, haven't shown flashes of any brilliance whatsoever, um, but they have shown some bad parts. And right now with that aging roster, the playoffs push has been made. Like you've always got his cup and that's going to be it for him. Yeah, I, I I think I think you're I think you're right. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be tough. Um, he he. Uh, although I do want to ask, do you think that uh, do you think that he sees fifty goals this year? He has at forty. He needs ten over the next six weeks. Absolutely, I ten goals, bro. Come on, man. Over six weeks, saying he plays two games, three games a week, you're looking at twelve to I don't know twelve to eighteen games, and Ovi at that stretch when he. If he knows he's this close, he's going to fire everything in there, man. It's like me being put into the NBA game and being asked to score two points. I'm going to shoot it every single time I get the ball. And that's what Obi's going to do with the puck. Yeah. Uh, he, he just tied Wayne Gretzky for the most um, 40 game, uh, 40 goal games in a, in a uh, season at 12th. Um, probably going to break that record. He's going to get another 40 goal, uh, goal season. You can only imagine. Um, last team's Winnipeg Jets. Um, un, uh, they should have listened to James. They did not. They did not sell everybody. They just sold Andrew Kopp. I think that they really needed to completely um, restructure everything, but they're not. They're, uh, they're, they're not. They're not. Um, <laughs> they just moved out Andrew Kopp. Um, we'll, we'll see what the Winnipeg Jets are going to do in the, in the off season. I think that they, they're, they're packing it in, um, and, uh, gonna, gonna push it on to the next season. Um, do you two have any questions, thoughts before I say, hey, we are done with trade deadline. Who is your current pick to win the Stanley cup right now? The current pick to win the Stanley cup is Tampa Bay Lightning. Damn. But they're um, going to be, they're going to be upset in the first round, bro, by the Maple Leafs and their outstanding defense and goaltending. <laughs> <laughs> I want that's go around the horn. Actually, that's as good. So I say, I say Toronto Maple Leaf. I'm sorry, Toronto. Maple Leaf. Jesus Christ, James. I can't yeah. said that on the fucking said, podcast. Oh, dude, I'm going to clip uh, that. And that's going to go on TikTok. <laughs> it's going to go on Twitter. Got him. God damn. Facebook. Got I'm going to make so a Facebook I say Tampa that. Bay. Um, I just, I can't bet against them. It's like betting against, uh, it's, it's at this point, it's like betting against Brady in the, in the playoffs. Like you don't until he, tr- until he's out. Like you just don't. Um, Tyler, who's yours? I'm going to go Colorado. Um, hopefully they don't win the president's trophy though. That might, <laughs> I might change. I, I, I might change my pick, but um, I, I think I picked Colorado probably think last year too, but dude, they've got to fucking win at some point, man. You know, it's yeah. just, it, it, they're kind of like the uh, Dodgers recently in the baseball. Like they've had this, such a great team for so long. Eventually they're going to break through. So yeah. I'm going to go Colorado. They just got, now we talk about teams like Edmonton and Toronto. They can't make it out of the first. We Colorado can't make it out of the second. See yeah. if they can. They they have an easy path to the second, but they're gonna play 
they're going to play a tougher team. We'll see if they can make it out. James, who's your pick, buddy? The Florida Panthers, guys. This is straight offense. We're looking at the highest goal differential of the league right now, plus 74. This reminds me of the Chiefs team that won it that first time. That was just straight offense. Patrick Holmes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. You just couldn't stop them. And now they're adding – the Florida Panthers are adding more offense. You just can't stop all that offense. Offense wins championships as much as that's – I hate to say that. Defense in this game right now with the Florida Florida Panthers, don't matter. doesn't matter at all. Love it. Um, they, I mean, they're scoring at over four goals a game. That's best for the, uh, that's best in the NHL. So, um, and, and they're only going to improve their scoring. So um, I love that pick. I love all you guys' picks. Thank you guys for sticking with us. That was 32 teams in 55 minutes. Pretty impressive. Love it. Trading. Great job. Rapid fire. Got through all 32 teams. That's pretty, pretty damn impressive. So hopefully you guys have tip top knowledge now of what's going on in the nhl and who's going to be we talked about everyone no one was left out yeah nobody not even the lowly ottawa senators guys even them (laughs) were talked about all right we're going to take a quick break and we come back we're going to do another uh bracket challenge here with uh with with james so stick around Welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's guys. It's March, which means brackets are a little all over the place. We're gonna keep it going with the with the goat bracket, by James. But before we get into that, real quick, you know, March Madness, the bracket happened. Um, I don't know about you guys, but mine is completely busted. Uh, it was really bad this year. I feel like I've been getting worse at this as I've gotten older. Like I feel like my just brackets get worse and worse every year. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I know we're in a little group last I checked traded. You were, I think winning that bracket. Um, I haven't checked after the last few rounds of, of the second round. If that's still the case, I can look it up real quick unless someone has it. Um, but I know trading was doing pretty hot. James, I think you were kind of doing okay. I was no. like, absolutely <laughs> shit. So doing so bad, dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm only better than 19% of the brackets out there. That's how bad I'm doing. I mean, it's not as bad as me. So, uh, Anyway, let's get into the uh, the goat bracket. I'm excited for this one. James, what we got? All right, everybody. Ultimate goat bracket here. If you guys look and watch, it looks like this. I had to print it out because I there's no fillable thing online. I got this at betonline.ag. I saw it on Twitter yesterday, and I was like, let's do that. So if you guys want to follow along, feel free. The bracket is divided up into four different divisions. The Jordan division, the Tom Brady division, the Tiger Woods division, and the Wayne Gretzky division, all number one picks of each of their divisions. But this, this is hit out really nicely. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be rather quick today. You know, we'll do the first round pretty much. The guys will say who they want, and we'll go from there. We have 32 or we have 16? There is four brackets of 16. Okay. Damn. Holy shit. So it's it's going to be just like March Madness, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So first up in the Tiger Woods bracket, or the Jordan bracket, we have Michael Jordan versus Airbud. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's gotta be air bud. I mean, no, I'm just kidding. It's, it's Michael. <laughs> okay. Michael Jordan, Tyler. Yeah. Michael Jordan. All right. Michael Jordan is magic Johnson versus Larry bird. Ooh. I mean, it's, I'm it's def- def- definitely going magic just because a little bit of bias there, you know, Lakers fan, uh, owner of the Dodgers. I mean, got to go magic on that. I'm not to say Larry bird. Um, I think I, I think Larry Bird's just you know it, it's Larry Bird. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he has no. First and foremost, he has no idea who Larry Bird is. Yeah, I do. I don't know yeah. anything what about his stats, for? but I know who he is. I, I, I've met him. That's Bolt. What he played really? for the Celtics. 
Oh, wow. Look at you go. Magic Johnson is going to take this one because I, I actually have met Magic Johnson and he is one of the best point guards. Magic one of the greatest Johnson. to ever do it, hopefully, if he did not get AIDS. That's on him. Plumber. Uh, <laughs> That's on him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go on more basketball. We got Kareem versus Wilt. Oh, it's got it's Kareem Abdul Jabbar. My my guy. This basketball one's tough for me. Okay, Wilt Wilt's the guy that scored hundred, right? Wilt's the guy that scored hundred. Kareem Abdul Jabbar has the most points There's in the most history. points. So do you go best career or best game? Oh my god, that's a okay. I'm, I'm gonna go with Kareem just because he's got the acting career. <laughs> yeah, he was in a lot of yeah, he was in a lot of kung fu movies, man. Yeah. Like with Bruce Lee, he was in a lot of those. Yeah, what? I'm also on Kareem. Next one up, Michael mm-hmm. Phelps versus Usain Bolt. Oh wow, Ooh, this is a good one. <laughs> oh man, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Phelps. Just the sheer number of gold medals that he won is just unreal, and it's just you gotta go Michael Phelps in that. But I mean, that's, a, that's a I one. I only say Michael Phelps because he as tyler said he he's a swimmer but he's really good at different at so many disciplines he was so dominant now that's that's going against the fastest guy on the planet so it's, it's tough but but land uh, versus water classic it's land versus water you know i was gonna go i mean michael phelps won this one but i was gonna go you saying bolt bolt because it is more relatable and we still talk about him to this day and i mean like not many people you walk around and be like ah he's like michael phelps no you're saying he can run as fast as you saying bolt that's because it's more relatable. Uh, moving on, we got Jim Brown versus Bo Jackson. Uh, um, I'm going to say Jackson. Bo Jackson because in in one of the football video games, he was literally a cheat code that he if you ran with him, you couldn't he couldn't tackle him. So I mean that that alone gives him my vote. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think Jim Brown was obviously very 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 good, but he didn't play two professional sports at an all star level. And that so that's true. I think I think Bo Jackson wins that one. Bo Jackson takes the kick there. Roger Federer versus Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> uh i'm gonna go joe dimaggio uh i mean i know this guy played forever ago like before our parents were even alive um but <laughs> so it's got someone's kind of hard i've seen roger federer do his do his craft um but i mean the the, the sheer stats and it's just this you know the 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 legend of joe dimaggio to me is going to exceed roger federer uh joe dimaggio married marilyn monroe uh-huh. Done. Oh. there's that too that's a good <laughs> Joe DiMaggio it is. Moving on to the next round. Next up, we got Lawrence Taylor versus Walter Payton. Walter Payton, because I know who that is. <laughs> Lawrence Taylor is one of the most feared defensive players ever. Walter Payton has an award named after him for being a great guy. <laughs> That's enough for me. <laughs> okay, so you picked Walter Payton, Tyler. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Lawrence Taylor, just be different. So I just want to do a Tom Brady tiebreaker here. All right, I'm going to go Walter Payton. I love the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, man. That is such a cool Dude, award. we're talking about so the best defensive player of all time. And a guy who has a One of the best have. defensive players of all time. <laughs> Walter Payton, moving on. Uh, last but not least in this division, we have Babe Ruth versus Jenny Finch or Jay Finch. I don't know who Jay Finch okay. is. Uh, we it don't even know who Jenny that Finch. is, so it, it's Babe Ruth. Like, yeah. Is, Babe does Ruth. Jenny Finch ring a bell for anybody? No. Okay. Especially, Babe like, you, you would have to bring up, like, a crazy person. To beat Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth's gonna make it to the next round still. See, the thing is, Babe Ruth was number two in this bracket, in this little division. So that that will conclude our MJ division. Moving on to the next bracket, we have Wayne Gretzky versus Happy Gilmore. <laughs> I mean, you have to pick the GOAT. You have Happy to Gilmore. Happy, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore, bro. No, <laughs> it's Wayne Gretzky. Dude. Yeah, Gretzky. 
Yeah, okay. That's so. Uh, I mean, Happy Gilmore was a pretty cool one to talk about. That, I'm very sad that he got out early. Like, there's probably he probably could have been matched up with someone else. <laughs> uh, Gordy Howe or Lemieux? Oh, oh. God. All right, you say how the Gordon Howe hat trick, dude. How can you compete with that? I, I just just to be different, and I actually believe this. Mario Lemieux is probably could have been the best player, even better than Gretzky, he, if he, he did said that again. so many times. So who are you picking? <laughs> well, Mario Lemieux. Lemieux. You're picking Mario Lemieux. Then I'm gonna go with ah, oh, damn. I don't. I, the Gordy Howe hat trick. I'm gonna. I'm fine. That's I'm fine with that one losing. That's good. Awesome. Uh, Joe Montana versus Jerry Rice. Oh my wow. god! Wow. Um, I'm gonna go Jerry Rice. Um, okay. I don't know. I just for for me his his uh his name and his legend for me kind of came up more when I was growing up, um, and kind of hearing his name go, go go around. So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm probably go probably um, Joe Montana. I mean, the quarterback kind of takes the cake. He's more, he's arguably more important than a wide receiver will ever be. Yeah. As much as I love Jerry Rice and Jerry Rice, one of the best shoes to ever do it, he could not have done it without Joe Montana. So I'm picking Joe Montana. Or Mike Tyson. Could have Joe Montana done it without Jerry Rice. No. Oh, so you bring up a good point. But quarter, without the quarterback <laughs> touching the ball, there's no ball that goes anywhere else. Yeah, we still got to catch it. Where are you yeah, going to hand it off? Throw it. <laughs> but then you're not, whatever. All right. Moving on. I think Montana. <laughs> Montana's moving on. I like that point, though. Uh, Mike Tyson versus Jay Owens. I don't know who Jay Owens is. Mike Tyson because Mike I'm Tyson. Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> and so Mike Tyson for that reason alone. Tyson. Mike Mike, Mike Tyson. Tyson. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather versus R. Marciano. I don't know that second person is so Mayweather. Mayweather. <laughs> okay, cool. John Jones versus Amanda Nunez. Nunez. I don't even know what either of those oh, are. I'm just saying, what? Despite, oh my God. You guys got to watch the UFC. John Jones should win oh, this the UFC. That's why I don't know. Who are you picking? I mean, Trayden picked Nunez, who just lost, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I think. She's not upset big time. <laughs> the odds yes. of her winning her, her last fight was she was supposed to win, and it was like negative 6,000, and she lost. That's brutal. Yeah. Then the other person. <laughs> that is not okay, so ghost status right there. That is not ghost status. So I'm picking John Jones. Trade and pick John Jones, Tyler. Also John Jones. John Jones it is. You guys got to look him up soon. Uh, Bill Russell Russell versus Akeem Olajuwon. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, the man with the most rings versus Akeem Olajuwon, who is one of the best Rockets I've ever been. Yeah. I'm going to go with Akeem Olajuwon because not only – of the career, but he just has the better name. Bill Russell's a boring name. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll agree with that. <laughs> no! Oh, man. That's such a bummer. Bill Russell has the most rings in NBA history, by the way. Yeah. Uh, well, last but not least in this division, we got Muhammad Ali ago. versus Bobby Orr. Muhammad Bobby Ali. Orr. Ooh, God. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll let you be the, the tiebreaker, James. Muhammad Ali. Yeah, that's not even a question. Yeah, what? Okay. Um, actually, on. it is a question. I mean, I know <laughs> I understand the whole hockey the, thing. The greatest dude, Muhammad Ali. Ever, that is the greatest defense I've ever played. But Muhammad yeah. Ali is Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali is the best in his sport. No, but he was the best defenseman in his sport. 
There's not a better one than him. Yeah, one position. Who do who do more people know about? Muhammad Ali or Bobby Orr? Bobby Orr. Uh, that's a function of, 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 of the United States. <laughs> the function sure. of the United States. The United what States do doesn't like hockey, but it's probably Muhammad Ali. I'm just <laughs> I don't know. Moving on to the next that's bracket. bullshit matchup, by the way. I think Canada is, might be the only country where Bobby Orr is more known than Muhammad Ali. Everywhere yeah, else around the world, Muhammad Ali. It's going to be Muhammad Ali. Sorry about so it. I thought Bobby Orr was a baseball player. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> next bracket. Go, oh my god. Oh god. next bracket. We're gonna go Tom Brady versus Bobby Boucher. <laughs> Brady. Bobby Boucher, dude. He played every he played the defense, special teams, and offense. Tom Brady didn't do that. Bobby Boucher, dude. 100 percent Tom Brady's still doing it 42 years old. Yeah, but he's not on he's not on the kick team. He's not on he's not like if you watch the movie, he played every single fucking position he could. He even threw the ball in the last play. It is Bobby Boucher, dude. It is Bobby Boucher. I'm ready. Tom Brady. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers versus Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, because he's actually can win more than one. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go Manning on that one too. Manning, it is. That's a close one though. Yeah, it is eight and nine, so that should be Hank Aaron versus William Mays. Ooh. Oh fuck. <laughs> That's a tough one. Um, I'm gonna go Hank Aaron. I'll say that's Mays. that's a that's a tough one though. That one's that's that that's just mean. That's like I'll picking between Willie mom and dad. Willie Mays played for the Giants, correct? Yep. Willie Mays, it is. Moving on to the next. <laughs> Barry Sorry, Bonds Hank. versus Mike R. Trout. <laughs> what? Ooh. Barry Bonds versus Mike Trout. Um, it's got to be Mike Trout. Yeah, I gotta go Trout. No steroids that we know of. That we know. <laughs> I do. Mike Trout had just his wars ridiculous, which I'm a fan of. Uh, Mickey Mantle versus Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig. Because he has a disease in the NFL team. More inspirational. Okay. More inspirational, yeah. Ronaldo versus Pele. What was the second one? Pele. Uh, oh, Pele. It, I, I'm going to say Ronaldo. Uh, Pele, dude. 100% Pele. Golden goal. I'm going Ronaldo because he's still playing. <laughs> <laughs> Ted Williams versus Cy Young. Cy Young, he has a name at, uh, award after him. <laughs> he has a name. That is his name. He has a name after he him. Does. <laughs> he does have the war name after him, but I'm going to go Ted Williams, though, on this I one. I don't know who Ted Williams is. He's a baseball player. <laughs> okay, Cy Young. Cy Young is moving on. <laughs> Messi versus Mia Hamm. Ooh. Messi. Yeah, I think so. I think Messi. Ah, see, we're Messi's gonna move on, but I like Mia Hamm because she's moved a lot of young girls to want to play soccer in the United States, yeah, and I thought that was really cool. But Messi's moving cool. on because y'all picked that. Our last bracket here, it's Tiger Woods bracket. We have <laughs> we got Tiger Woods versus Ricky Bobby. <laughs> oh man, uh, I really want to pick Ricky Bobby, but no, nah, I gotta go Tiger. <laughs> Shake and bake, no, it's it's Shake and bake. Tiger Tiger Woods is the best, was the best at his sport, of, uh, even better than Muhammad Ali was in boxing. He was better than that. So Tiger Woods. Damn. I, yeah, Tiger's moving on, but Ricky Bobby, man, I want to go fast. I'm going to pick him. <laughs> if you ain't first or last. <laughs> if you ain't first or last. And last he is last. Serena Williams versus Katie Ledecky. Serena Williams. Serena Williams. Done it for longer. Uh, oh, but it's... Kayla Ducky is freaking dominant or what yeah. she did. I mean, the, 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 the amount of 
like just the sheer separation between her and everyone else is pretty incredible. But I gotta go with Serena, just like the for for the whole career. Yeah, it's a good one. That makes sense. Um, M Andretti versus Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens. This is the first one. I don't know who M Andretti is. I don't know. Yeah, Roger Clemens. I don't like Roger Clemens, but I don't know who the other person is. So I feel like Andretti's like a tennis player or something. He's a race dri- car driver. Oh fuck that. Mario Andretti. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. He's Eighty-two years old. Oh, he's old. And he's Italian. He's not racing no more. Italian. His name says it. Uh, Barry Sanders versus Randy Moss. 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 Oh, Moss it is. Okay. Kobe versus Shaq. Kobe. Kobe. All right, Kobe. <laughs> Sorry, Shaq, but Kobe. <laughs> well, do, you have a, do you have an argument the other way, or would you go the same way? No, James, I, was, I, like I would have gone Kobe. Yeah, uh, okay. Kobe was the transition between – uh, MJ and LeBron. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily Shaq. It was, it was Kobe. Yeah, I, and I this is coming from a guy who absolutely loves Shaq. He's like one of my favorite guys, even former NBA guys. But yeah, Kobe, dude. Yeah, and I mean, especially the way he went out and everything is named after him now. Like that shows you how much of an impact that he had in the sport of basketball. Yeah. Kobe. LeBron versus Diana Taurasi. I don't even know who the second one is. So LeBron, have to women's basketball player, one of the best to ever do in the WNBA. LeBron. LeBron. He's been to how many finals? Just like 90% of his of his seasons were in a finals run. So yeah. He's gonna pass Kareem for the whole time. Yeah, he's moving to second this week. Fun yeah. fact. Crazy. Richard Petty versus Dale Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt. Who's Richard? Uh yeah, I'm also gonna go with Dale Earnhardt Dale Earnhardt on that one. Senior or junior? Which one are you guys going? Senior. Both. The Intimidator for sure. And last but not least, Simone Biles versus Sean White. I, I hate to say it. It's Sean White. Oh, man. I, okay. I hate to, I really also, hate to say that. I'm also, I, I know, but he just, he, I, I don't know. I'm going to say Sean White. He, he created the sport. Yeah. The I have to go off to go Sean White. I, I agree with trade. And she, she, some, I mean, Simone Biles is incredible, but yeah, what Sean White, he basically like made snowboarding a thing, you know, or like at least half pipe snowboarding made it such a prime time event. Like it wasn't anything before that. And Sean White just created, created a prime time event that everyone glued to. That's a tough match. Like that sucks that she's out for good. Yeah. I, the thing is, Simone, Simone Biles, Biles was awesome. number two in that bracket. She was number two and Sean White was number two. Upset 15. like Kentucky. Upset. Big upset. I would have picked Simone Biles. I thought she moved women's gymnastics a whole lot and was extremely – she was a winner. And I'm not saying Sean White wasn't. Um, but, again, you just hear more about Simone Biles than you do Sean White. Yeah, and and because you to. watch more Summer Olympics and yeah. Summer Olympics is more popular. Yeah, that's good. That, there's a reason for that. Moving on. <laughs> the go bracket is done with the first round. Tune in next week for rounds two – Three in the finals because I got to move into the draft stuff. So we're going to go through these relatively quick. All right. Thanks, James. Uh, we busted some more brackets um, with this one. So hopefully you guys agree with our picks. If you don't agree with our picks, please let us know. Um, we love to hear the chirping back. Um, so hopefully you guys enjoyed that. What is your favorite goat? Let us know. Um, maybe it's Billy the goat. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so we're going to take a real quick break. And, is that uh, from Blue Mountain State real fast? Is he from Blue Mountain State? I don't know. But oh, we just, but, oh yeah, Billy the Goat. It's like you know, Billy Goat. <laughs> anyway, Blue Mountain State, great show. You should watch it. When we come back, 
We're going to round out this podcast. We're going to have our first round of MLB division previews getting ready for the 2022 season. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. The final segment of episode 90. We're talking MLB division previews. Since we only got about three weeks until opening day starts, we're going to do these a little bit more rapid fire as we've done in the past. So I'm going to go regions by region. So I'm going to go the National American League East, National American Central, National American League West. Um, we're going to go east to west, just like the sun goes. I'm pretty sure I said that last year too, so I'm going to keep it rolling. Um, <laughs> so we're going to talk, we're going to start right off the bat in the National League East with the defending 2021 World Series champions, the Atlanta Braves. Um, also in that division, the New York Mets, the Philadelphia Phillies, Washington Nationals, and the Miami Marlins. Uh, this is both of these divisions actually are super competitive, and I'm really, really curious to see um, how both these divisions are going to play out. Um, both of both divisions had had uh, or the National League, American League East had three uh, playoff teams last year in there. Um, so it, it, it's going to be a, a very exciting race to watch again. I think all these teams definitely got better. Um, so we're going to start off with just the uh, NL East here. Um, and I'm going to ask Traden this question right off the bat. Um, obviously, the Braves have won, has, have won that division four years in a row. They're coming off a World Series championship. Um, we, you know, we talked about where recently, you know, the whole Freddie Freeman drama happened, but they did re-sign Matt Olson to an eight-year extension. So, um, and we always, we also tend to forget that they won this World Series without arguably top five talent in, in the big league with Ronald Acuna. Um, they're getting healthier with the pitching again. So this team, arguably, without having to do a whole lot, even though they lost Freddie Freeman, is probably a little bit better. Um, but then you got other teams, such as the Mets and the Phillies, which are kind of those teams that are really close to catching the Braves, also made a lot of offseason moves. Um, do you think that the Mets and the Phillies have done enough to catch up to the Braves to win this division? Um, I, I would say I would say that the Phillies probably not. I think that, I think they're just a little bit further out. Um, not, not quite there just simply because, uh, you know, the, the, the Mets, um, you know, Brad and, uh, Brad and Scherzer and DeGrom, uh, and you know, they, 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 they have a little bit more there and that I, that I trust. Um, but the Mets, you, you, you basically have, if you don't bet that the Mets are going to fuck it up, then you're an idiot. <laughs> the Mets fuck it up every time. Like it's, it's like, it's like the Detroit lions. Like if the, if the Detroit lions are winning a game, and you're not betting on them to fuck it up and lose, you're an idiot because that's, that's what they've done for the past like five, six seasons. Um, not saying that they're going to next year, James, excuse me, but I'm just saying like historically the Mets have not been able to, to get there. And I don't know that they're going to be able to do it again. Um, I, I think, I think the, the, the Braves are going to be fine filling that Freddie Freeman hole. Um, uh, I, you know, obviously you're, you're happy Tyler. Cause he's, he's going to, to, to uh, the, the Dodgers. Um, I, I just, I, I think, I think that um, it's going to be tight, but I think the Braves are going to manage to, to, to figure it out um, because they, because they were able to get rid of um, Freddie Freeman. They, they, they acquired Matt Olson, who was a little bit lower pay. They were able to bring in Kenley Jansen, uh, Colin McHugh as well. Um, some more, de some, some depth guys there. So um, I, I, I think it's enough to, to beat the Mets at the end of the day. All right, James, what about you? Do you agree or disagree? I think the Mets, I mean, I agree kind of. It's just the Phillies, I don't think you've traded and sold them enough. Like the Phillies have one of the best outfields now in the MLB. And I mean, along with Nolan, Zach Wheeler, that is a pretty good, decent one-two punch. They just have to like be consistent when it comes down to. 
because Aaron Noah, you've seen him have great stretches of time, and you've also seen him blow up and get hit for eight runs in the first inning. It it happens. But if you can fix that, the Phillies have a decent shot there. That being said, I'm going to go with pitching, and I'm going to stick with the Mets being the best rotation, starting rotation in baseball. The addition of Steven Strasburg, or not Steven Strasburg, but uh, Matt Scherzer, who actually, like, today he went out for his, you know, his uh, spring training run, and he didn't do too hot. He gave up a run in the first inning, and his fastball only topped out at 92. Um, so it's not good looking for right now, but maybe it's just hopefully a dead arm period. Scherzer is older and it is getting up there in age. So we'll see if that plays a whole um, plays a factor in it all. But I like what Billy Epler has done with this team. Billy Epler was the ex Angels GM and now he is the GM for the Mets. And he's actually spending on pitching, something that he did not do with the Angels. I'm proud of him for doing that. And on top of that, he's added some quality infield pieces. And I mean, I expect Pete Alonso to get back to his just smashing home runs and having that, that bullpen is decent too and the starting pitching. The Mets, I think, will win this division. I mean, the Braves look good. They always have looked good. But the Mets, man, they've rebuilt, and they they look tough. Yeah, I I like your points. I think, for me, the Mets have to prove themselves. I think, as Traden mentioned, it's really hard to bet on this Mets team because it just seems like something goes wrong. The one thing I, I am concerned about with the Met, with the Mets is their the health of their starting pitching. Obviously, Scherzer is getting up there. He's usually pretty durable. Um, but then DeGrom on the other side has had a lot of uh, injury history. So can if that starting pitching is healthy, it is probably the best in baseball for sure. And it's going to compete. I think that lineup is pretty, is, is, is very good. Uh, the Phillies that you mentioned, I think they're going to make some noise. I think they're going to be a 90 win or close to a 90 win uh, team this team this uh, season. Um, they still have some issues kind of in the, in the backside of the bullpen, maybe rotation depth, um, but, they're, but their offense looks great. But for me, the Braves just don't really have any clear weaknesses. Like, I, I think they're just a really welcome, complete team. I actually think they're better this year than they were last year, despite losing Freddie Freeman. I know, I know that sounds crazy to a lot of people, but you, again, you got to think about the guys that are getting back from injury. Uh, Soroka on the, on, on the pitching staff and Ronald Acuna. And you guys, like, it's really the tears Achilles. Is yeah. that what it was? Mm-hmm. And how can we look at how or no, pitchers uh, recover uh, from Achilles? Um, um, sorry, Acuna uh, t- towards ACL and uh, Soroka was the Achilles. Right. Can we look at how pitchers come back after Achilles? Is that can be beneficial? Like, how does that work out for them? I mean, obviously, we'll see. It's a, it's a pretty rare injury for pitchers, so um, it'll kind of be a case study for him. I I can't think of one from recent memory of a, of a pitcher coming back from a Achilles injury because they just don't happen very often. Um, so, like I said, I, I think that's a good point. You know, is he is going to be as good? Um, but certainly, getting Acuna back is huge. And like I said, I think you know losing Freeman was huge, but you signed arguably like the next best option. And uh, Matt Olson, this guy's a phenomenal baseball player. Um, so I, I, for me, the Braves are still the top dog in this division, I, but it's going to be very close. It's going to be, like I said, I think this is going to be decided by one game. You know, like it, 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 it's going to come down to the last day of the regular season, but I'm going to go with the, with the Braves. I, I, I just think that the Mets and Phillies, they're really close, but haven't quite done enough to catch, catch the Braves there. Um, so real quick, on the opposite, the bottom half of the division, the, uh, the, the Marlins and Nationals, not really expected, expected to make the playoffs, not expected to, to do a whole lot. So, similar question. Which team is going to be worse this year? James, who do you got? It's, to me, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, the Nationals. They only have two good parts to them, Juan Soto and Steven Strasburg. Outside of that, I mean, they, they signed Nelson Cruz to be a DH kind of guy, but I, Nelson Cruz is a good DH, but he's not an impact guy that you'd see in any other team. Like he's not a 
He's not like a Shohei who all of a sudden will go out there and just hit bombs every single time. Nelson Cruz is good at hitting, but he's not going to single-handedly win this team games. And Juan Soto is a great player too, but he's not going to fix the bullpen. There's, there's really not much here to go off of. Right. And it's, it is what it is. And now she's have another bad year. And a lot like the Angels wasted a lot of Mike Trout's years, Juan Soto is up and coming, going to be a great baseball player, elite talent, elite upside, and they're just wasting his years right now. Yeah, I agree with that. He's almost like the uh, the uh, new Mike Trout in a sense, you know, kind of just a, one of the best players in baseball, and it's just a really shitty, shitty team. Uh, Trayton, do you agree the Nationals are, will be the bottom feeders of this division? Yeah, Juan Soto can't pitch or, fix, or bat multiple times, so <laughs> – yeah, you're fucked. It's pretty it's pretty <laughs> crazy how how some teams can really tank. You know, this team's coming off a World Series just, you know, was that two years ago? Three three years ago? Three 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 years ago. Um, and now they're probably gonna be one of the worst teams in the National League. That's how it goes sometimes, boys. Um, so yeah, so there you go. And then real quick around the horn, I think I kind of already said, I think a couple of us have already said who we expected to win the division, but real quick, I got the Braves in the NL East, James Metz. And then yes, trading Braves. Braves. All right. So there you go. Two Braves, one Mets. Uh, I think that's pretty expected. I think there's going to be a lot of 50 50 there. I think it's going to be a very exciting race to watch. Uh, so moving on to the American League side of the Eastern uh, seaboard, we got uh, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Orioles, the Toronto Blue Jays, and the Tampa Bay Rays. Last year, this was a four team race to win this division. It was very, very exciting. Um, it, it, it came down to the wire there. Um, Arguably, all those teams that were that 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 were in that spot got better this this year. Uh, the uh, Yankees, the Red Sox, and the and, and the Rays uh, made the postseason last year. The Blue Jays just missed it. Uh, the Rays did win the division. Both the, the Yankees and um, Red Sox were were wildcard teams. With the expanded playoffs, the Blue Jays would have gotten that that last playoff spot, which means four teams out of the five would have made the uh, postseason. Um, so. Trading, do you see that happening with 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 the AL East? Do you, do you see four teams potentially making the postseason from this? The, the um, season? it's tough to say. I mean, I, I think I, I think that the, uh, the I think the Boston Red Sox are gonna may be a little bit of the team that may not be able to to compete quite with the other three. Um, I I have I have the Jays, the Rays, and the Yankees. Just they're just. I just think they're better teams. I think the Jays are, are look really good. I mean, we thought, we thought that the, the Jays were, um, were good. Um, you know, we're looking good last year, right? I think that they are going to be that much better. Um, they, they look that much better. I think that, that last year was just kind of a, Oh, Hey, here we are. Uh, oh, here we are. We're a thing. And now we're, we're coming in and the Rays are always good. The Yankees spend through their nose to, to, to be good. So uh, I don't know. I, 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 guess i just think that the other three teams are, are are just going to be kind of outpace them not that not that the red sox are going to be too far behind um at, at all like it's going to be close but i just think i just have more faith in any of those three teams ahead for sure james do you agree with trading just three teams red sox outside looking in or do you think no. four of them are going to make it four four did you just trevor story just sound with them making them one of the best infields in baseball this is ridiculous you got rafael devers at third you got uh, Trevor Story at second, um, Xander Bogarts shortstop, Bobby Dalback first base. This is a potent infield and a potent lineup. Trevor Story makes it that much better. He made way more than 
the uh, former recall his career, the former cheater. I mean, Astros. Oh, sorry, Force Habit quotes hey, based off of uh, Todd's article there. I know exactly. Y'all should read that article, by the way. It's really good. Thanks. Um, but Trevor's story made what 44 million more than Carlos Correa did, and that's for a good reason. Not like Trevor's story is a good defensive baseball player who can also hit. He's played for the Rockies, so his you know, he didn't make his numbers aren't that good, but put him in with this Red Sox lineup. You could see some magic happen. And of course, you're gonna have the, the Blue Jays, the Yanks, um, the Red Sox, and also the Tampa Bay Rays, who are always gonna be there. So it's gonna be a four team, four teams make this playoffs this year. Yeah, um, I do agree with you. I think that Trevor Story signing for the for, for Boston was great. I think that was a great signing for them, locked him up for the next six years. However, it really does not fix the main weakness of this team, which is their pitching. I mean, Chris Sale is is is, is on the aisle again. I, I mean, I said it last year and they're pitching overachieved and they managed to figure it out and they, they, they managed to do enough on the, on the pitching side to do very well. And they made it all the way to the ALCS. Um, so this Boston team, certainly with Alex Cora as their manager, I think will be better than expected, but I don't know. I just, when it comes to pitching, man, like that's such an important part for me to be good with. I think the Red Sox are going to rake. They're going to be very, very good offensively. I just don't know how this pitching is going to do. I said that last year, so, so I could be wrong again. Um, but I do think that's going to be the reason why the Red Sox don't make the postseason. So I'm going to have to agree with trading on this one. I think the Red Hold Sox... Up, Tyler, are... did they change their pitching coach at all? Off the top of my head, I do not know. But I don't think it really matters. That's the answer. Exactly. They're just saying that they're pitching overachieved and with the same pitching coach who has a specific formula to make this work. Why can't they do it again? I mean, prove it to me. I mean, like you know, pro- pro- prove me I'm wrong. But like I said, I, I just don't think that the, the, the pitching staff can... Like I said, I mean, one, one year or something, you know, give me more to think about. I mean, maybe, maybe they are better than I, I think they are, but um, I just don't think they have a whole lot of depth there um, to really make a good run for it. Um, but we'll see. I, I, I definitely could be wrong. I was wrong about them last year. I, I could be wrong again. Um, so, yeah, so, so, so I got three. Um, and then let's move on. I just want to move to one specific team in this division, and that's the New York Yankees. Obviously, this is one of the most popular, one of the most successful franchises in all of sports. Um, last 10 years or so, uh, you know, their last World Series championships were, cha- championship with two, was 2009. This is, a, this is a team and a fan base that expects to win a World Series, you know, at least once a decade, if not more than that. Um, and they've put a lot of money into a lot of guys in the, for the last four or five years have been like, you know, just barely, just barely making the playoffs. They make the playoffs, don't go very far. Um, so... Going into this season, do you guys view this as a must-win season for the Yankees? Meaning, if they don't go far in the, in the postseason, I'm, I'm talking at least ALCS, if not the World Series, do they just tear it down and start kind of rethinking? Not everything, but certainly certainly a, a lot of pieces there. Do they stop? Do they have to rethink things? Or do you think that they're still going to kind of keep going for it with the core they have? James, what do you got? This is not a must-win season for the Yankees because the Yankees are the team that just buys people. Like it's, it, they will never go into a full rebuild. They're not like this team that is cash-strapped, you know. Because in baseball, there isn't really a salary cap, a hard salary cap. It's more of a suggestion. Uh, they don't have like a person like cash. Don't really matter all that much right now. So they're, they're not on the last year of a, like a rookie contract that is cheap, like in the NFL. Or they don't have like this, like one of their best guys who is about to retire and it's her last year, like, like the Boston Bruins and Patrice Bergeron, 
And it's not like Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers. Like those teams have to go all in while the Yankees have always been the team that just buys the big name, brings the big name out there. They're never going to go in a rebuild mode. They're always going to be a contender because of the fact they just buy whoever they want. It is what it is. It's the Yankee way. And they're just going to keep guys and they're going to keep replacing guys through and through, through and through, through and through until baseball's over, until baseball ceases to exist. That's the Yankees. That's what they do for the rest of the time. That's fair. Uh, Trayden, do you agree with James on that point? On that point, I can see it, but I think that I think that they're going to have to make some decisions if they don't. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that haven't panned out, and they may have to be like, okay, the experiment of buying everybody is not working. Like, it's not clearly. Like, if it doesn't work now, who knows? Is Aaron Judge going to sign a resign? We don't know. I mean, who knows if he's going to be there? I mean, we don't know. And if they if they don't win, I, I, I would you? Like, I don't know. Um, or go take a or or go get paid anywhere else anywhere else um, where, where you're needed, which is, you know, a lot of teams. So um, I don't know. Uh, seeing as they need to, uh, the reason I even say that they need to win now is because Tampa Bay Rays are, are, are the other side of the ledger. They don't pay for anybody, but they're, they've been just as good as you, if not better. Now they have an issue with the analytics and I, you know, we can get into that. That's a different, that's a different issue. But if you're a team that is getting, completely outplayed but and you're not and they're paying a fraction of what you are there's obviously some issues that you have and then you have the blue jays coming in that weren't really on your radar and all of a sudden now they are you either win now or you're going to be displaced by all these teams that have actually built and have actually worked a different type of system that your system's not working and and it's and it's being proven year in year out so i i think it's i think it's win now in that respect James is right in that they could just buy whoever they want, but is it going to really fucking work? Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's going to be some sort of change, whether it's with the, with the coach or maybe, you know, try and trade a couple of uh, minor pieces there. Um, I don't know. I, I think they, they got to have some success in the, the postseason. I would be shocked if they, you know, when, if they went out in the first round, I, I don't think this team will, will miss the playoffs. That would be a, a mega disaster. You're definitely going to believe that some changes are coming if, if that happens. But if, if they don't make a deep postseason run, I think there's going to be some changes. Like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to be full rebuild status, but um, whether, whether, whether that's, you know, Aaron Boone getting the boot or, or something's going to happen there where I think they have to change leadership because they got a lot of guys locked into long-term deals and putting a lot of money in there. They got to figure something out because I mean, like I said, this team is, is is supposed to be winning a lot, um, and they're just really not doing that, especially when it comes to the comes to the postseason. Um, so, real quick, let's get our uh, winners of the American League Eastern Division for 2022. I'm curious to see what everyone's got. Uh, Trading, who you got as your division winner? The Toronto Blue Jays. I like it, James. Who do you got? I mean, I, I hate to disagree with to agree with him, but I'm going to have to say Toronto Blue Jays, man. This is a young core that. Barely missed off on the playoffs last season. And the young core is just supposed to get better and better. And, and what's going to happen. And uh, in case anybody cares, all of us, after the day after our, uh, my wedding, we're all going to be going to see the Blue Jays play at Angel Stadium. Come join us. It's going to be was fun. There, was, was there an echo? Because I'm pretty sure I heard that last week. Yeah, I swear to God. But <laughs> I'm going to say it again until it happens. Until it happens. Wow, yeah. it's gonna, you'll hear it every single week from this Every single forward. week. Yeah. Like if you, hopefully you'll never forget. That being said, <laughs> um, the Toronto Blue Jays did add a huge piece to the pitching staff with Kevin Gosman. Sorry, Triton. That's a huge loss on you. But him and Jose Barrios, that's a pretty decent one-two punch. And if that offense can sustain the way they did last year when they had 
pretty much led the league in runs. This is a team that's going to be hard to mess with. And also adding Matt Chapman at third. Love that guy's game. Great. The best defensive third baseman in the game at this point in time. He's a great leader, great guy. I've ha- I've never heard anything bad being said about him ever. Great, great addition. Absolutely, I think that was that was a huge move. I think I mean they they lost they they lost the uh, sang, the sang winner, but they you know they signed uh, Gossman from 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 the from the Giants. They added uh, Rios from the Twins. I mean I think uh, from from last uh, tr- trade deadline they still got Ryu who's still a stud there. Um, I think this it, it, it's a great starting pitching rotation. Uh, like I said, that lineup is lethal, just like it was last year. Um, I think they got better. I think this, I think this division, although it's competitive, I think overall maybe got slightly worse. So I think the Jays can kind of jump up there. And I agree with you guys. I think the Toronto Blue Jays are going to win this division uh, for first time in a long time. Honestly, can't remember. Probably the 90s was the last time that the Blue Jays won the American League East division. So um, let's go Blue Jays, man. Um, that'd be that'd be pretty awesome to see. So uh, that's it for division uh, previews for the, uh, the, the Eastern divisions. Um, real quick, I know there's a lot of free agent and kind of a lot of tra- transactions being made. So I just, I just want to go around the horn real quick. It's kind of a surprise question, but of all those moves that were made recently, uh, which one stands out to you and which one do you think will be the most impactful for their team? Rough question to ask right off, right, right off the bat here, but uh, James, what do you got? I think the most surprising was definitely Carlos Correa to the twins. Uh, that caught me off guard because every report I heard was him definitely going to, he's definitely going to, um, going back to Houston, but for some reason he didn't. And I don't know why that's weird. Cause that that's his home. He's the cheater. He belongs in Houston. Uh, but the fact that <laughs> matter is he's going to be, yeah, he's probably not going to, yeah. uh, but him going to the twins fills a need because Andrew and Simmons left for another team. And I can't remember which one it was, uh, but that's good there. But the biggest signing that's going to help their team the most have be the most impactful would have to be Freddie Freeman of the Dodgers as unfortunate as it is to say the Dodgers now have quite possibly the best lineup in MLB history just based off offense and we can have Max Muncy who was a monster last year play second and have Freddie at first you're looking at something different uh, this team is scary and I hate it <laughs> I love it traded what about you I, I I think he's bang on I I um, I, I think that's that's kind of the the, the biggest one because I think I, I think that we were kind of maybe we weren't surprised that Freeman didn't didn't stay um, in Atlanta but um, you know for him to find his way to the Dodgers it, it really just kind of sets you know you sit back and are like whoa um, not not keeping the greatest closer or at least the greatest a clo- uh, Dodger closer of all time I think was a little dumb um i I bet there i bet half of you idiots are happy um you don't have he doesn't have to get booed every time he fucking loses a game because he only loses like he actually uh in his goodbye post social media post he mentioned that uh he said he's thank dodger fans for all the love even the tough love Um, i mean yeah he's a good dude he's He's a a good dude dude, man great dude and 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 he he has got got the job done you know and i don't know i i I, you can go back like multiple weeks and you can hear my rant on that back this last summer. But um, Kevin Gassman uh, again is another one. I mean, I'm sad. I'm kind of, I'm kind of sad that he didn't make his way back to the giants, but um, you know, I, th- I think going over to the Jays, I think, I think you are a huge, he's a huge piece there. And, and, and kind of echoing what James said, I think 
I think that that's a big reason why I think they're going to be pushing it over the edge because it's, it seems like the, like the pitching side was kind of a little bit of their, their Achilles heel. And if you fix that alongside is shoring up the already strong offense he had good team. Yeah. I like, I like all those picks. Um, So um, yeah, I'm also going to go Freddie Freeman. Uh, I mean, I'm super excited to have this guy. I think, I think I was, I was pretty confident the, the Dodgers had a good chance of, signing Freddie, um, even, even with, with his experience with Atlanta. But I think once, once he got to free agency, I think there was something there that, um, that, that we could take advantage of. Um, but yeah, but then also to, you know, Kenley Jansen, you know, 12 years as our closer, man, that's a long time. Uh, he was definitely the greatest of all time in, in a Dodger uniform at that closing position. It's going to be very weird not having him be that guy coming in the ninth inning. Um, that's going to be a, definitely a big change for me as a fan there. Uh, but best of luck in Atlanta, obviously nothing but good memories with, with, uh, KJ. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see Freddie Freeman. I'm excited to see, hopefully that lineup can stay healthy throughout the spring and opening day. See, seeing that lineup is going to be something. Um, cause I'm pretty sure we, we, we open in Coors field. Um, Oof. so they're going to be mashing. Hopefully, um, it's going to be fun to see. Hopefully they can stay healthy all year. Um, but yeah, Freddie Freeman in, in that lineup, man, that is absolutely insane. Um, but yeah, that's going to be it for uh, MLB this week. Say, uh, next week, we're going to look at both central divisions. Um, and then uh, we're going to go to the West and then we'll pretty much be opening day at that point. So it's going to come quick. It's a much shorter spring training than we're all used to, but I'm not too mad about it. Like, let's let's get these spring training games out of the way and let's get into actual baseball. Um, but that's it for episode 90, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in and watching. Uh, we had some technical difficulties with the video last week. So hopefully I got that figured out. Hopefully you can see our faces this week. I'm um, still working on that from last episode. Going to at least try and get that fast food one up. Cause I know that was a very visually uh, uh, one that you probably want to watch because we got the food and all that stuff. So um, so uh, still working on that. So um, hopefully we, we get that done tonight or, or pretty soon here, but either way, thank you guys so much for, 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 for listening. Please share our podcast with anyone and everyone you'd like to sports fans, non-sports fans, whatever. Um, so, so check us out on, uh, on social media. Uh, hope you have an amazing week, amazing day, and we'll see you next week for episode 91.